Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we're coming to you live from a couple of places on the internet. We're live on Facebook. We are live on YouTube. We're live on Twitch. We're live on X, my favorite platform. I love X. X going to give it to yeah, you. you. Yeah, you love it. You oh, love it. Yo, God, David McKay in the crowd tonight. Remember? Nice. Remember I, that guy? I do remember that guy. And I remember all of you, even if you aren't watching live, we're coming to you later on a bunch of different podcast platforms. Maybe you're listening on Spotify. Maybe you're listening on Apple or Android or wherever you get your podcast. It's all good. We have a packed show for you tonight, a huge show for you tonight with a lot of awesome guests. Some of them are calling in internationally from various time zones all over the place. So I want to get to the ones that are latest first so they can That's that's I already have jet lag. I have it. (laughs) They are the creators of the book Fixing Flamingos, which comes out September 19th from Chronicle. Brian Ray and Lucian Brown. Hello. Welcome. Hey, Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. So real quick, because uh, this is definitely not not the most interesting part of the show, but it's the most interesting part to me, is where are you calling from right now? You guys are from London and Stockholm. I'm in London. Okay. I'm in Stockholm, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So... We won't we won't ask what time it is, but thank you for staying up late. We appreciate (laughs) it. Uh, This book is great. As I said, it's coming out September 19th from Chronicle. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I guess I guess we could talk about the framing of it. It's basically (laughs) this intern in heaven taking notes on potential improvements for different parts of the world. It marries (laughs) these delightful spot illustrations with text from the intern it was a joy to read. I loved reading this book. I had yeah. so much fun. Um, what was, how did you two get hooked up on this project? Was this something that came from both of you together? Did one of you find the other? How did it come together? Lucy, you want to take this one? Well, we've known each other for a very long time. And we've had lots of really odd conversations over the last 20 years. And I think the one that prompted this book was um, have you ever been in a meeting where you kind of zoned out because it's a bit boring and you, you look at people's mouths and you just think, mouths are insane. <laughs> Almost all of my meetings I'm doing. <laughs> you just got this hole in your head and then there's like these hard things that kind of protect it and things go in it and then sound comes out of it. Sometimes things come out of it. And so it was just one of those things where I'd, I'd kind of zoned out on this thought and then mentioned it to Brian. And then when you say things like this to Brian, he has all these like creativity receptors that just kind of flare <laughs> off. <laughs> and he said, well, what would you do differently? And that's kind of where we started talking about how if you were in charge of designing yourself, what would you have done differently to this? Yeah. And we, and we had it, I mean, I think initially it was, we were, we kind of were just, you know, 
carrying this like or cataloging a list you know we were throwing and it, it, it all of this kind of happened during COVID. so there was this kind of period where everything kind of slowed down we had obviously all of us had you know a lot more time on our hands and so we could just kind of like play with this and we'd throw things back and forth and just kind of constantly making you know make each other laugh about these absurd things not really thinking oh well we've got something here to make a book but it was more just like oh this is totally insane it's like <laughs> you look at the end of your arms and you've got fucking fingers and like who the hell comes up with that's like the most ridiculous thing but like if you actually step back and look at that almost the way a child looks at everything and asks all these absurd questions we lose that ability as we get older and i think the more we started to kind of slow down observe look at the world you know the list just kept growing you know longer and longer and longer and and i think so you know some of that kind of we kind of maintain some of that in the book this idea of perception and kind of almost like uh, giving people like a a kind of lens to look at the world in like in the absurd absolutely fantastical way that the world already is it's so funny you say that because this book is like the most covid created book it's like <laughs> we're very creative people and we have yeah every minute on our hands so we yeah. fixed the small things yeah uh, we fixed everything yeah. <laughs> what's so it's crazy so about that justin is and lucy and i were talking about this earlier today we were like how many are actually in the book like uh, i mean if the book is is essentially like abby's field notes for all these changes but it's also like the, the absolutely absurd suggestions that people who have died submit right they have to fill in a feedback form when they're queuing to get into heaven and this is like their it's really just their suggestions but we were we were trying to count up and lucy how many how many did we come up with we, that made it in the book we did about 300 and then we we whittled it down to 136 in the book wow so, saved I, some of that for the sequel real quick is, alex i just want to be clear did you bring up penis colors purposefully as a <laughs> beautiful no i actually wanted that to be third i just don't know how to make pdfs so. well we were trying to figure out how we were gonna we were gonna like slip in clapping labias into this conversation so i'm i'm, I'm happy that you put that right there right up front so well done you uh, I do love the amount of them that are in there, like we're talking yeah. about. And I say this totally complimentary because you get this sort of book. Usually it's like, oh, you know, there's there's 20, 30 ideas or something like that. And I expected it to be over at a certain point. And then it just kept going and getting more delightful and unhinged as it went. Oh, that's great to hear. Well, we yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think also one of the things that, you know, Lucy, this is Lucy's first book, we should point out. And um you know i kept describing her as like a meteor landing in your front yard and you're just like amazed <laughs> by this thing and she's such a good writer and you know we were i was just going through it again just before we got on and like even the things that like the cause of death for the people that are yeah. suggested, that in and of itself is is a is a book but but it was like that layered with all these other things that lucy you know magically put together that i thought was just so much fun to work with that content yeah i totally agree because uh it really the fun jumps off the page like this is so much fun to read there's so many layers to the amount of fun that you can have with this uh it, i mean i just i really had the more i read it the, uh, the more fun i was having i didn't want it to stop so i'm not surprised that there were 300 ideas because 
the fun really jumps off the page. I mean, this is uh, some of the some of these ideas are so amazing. Uh, my former religion, I I want to do wow. job interviews like this. Yeah. Like Pete's been the job interview call. one alone, I was just rolling on the ground laughing. I thought this was so. Yeah, the feet one, I was cracking up, and then like oh. There are no cons to this. It's such a great idea. And then it was like, oh, the clowns. The clowns yeah, are going to hate it. You know, like, this so book funny. Should, this book should be on every coffee table in America with, like, a pretty thick joint just resting. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it you should come I mean? with the joint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One, uh, that's okay. a great pairing. Just to, actually, I have a couple more questions. But first, before I forget, I did want to bring something else up. So... Every week on the show, we have a professional chef. His name is Brett Macris, a.k.a. Straight Bullet, who Straight either bullet. curates or creates a drink for the show. Uh, and this week, he actually created one based on your book, The I Fixed a Flamingo. Um, so I got one right here. It's kind of tiny right now. Beautiful. Love but it. it has strawberries, lime juice, simple syrup, pineapple juice, rum, Aperol, and a little strawberry that's been sprinkled. I'm not going to turn this and spill it all over my keyboard. Uh, with black pepper there. So, so there you go. He fixed. Beautiful. Flamingo. You need to you need to send that over to us. Absolutely. I'm going to absolutely make this cocktail just after this call. Yeah, nice. I haven't tried it yet. I was waiting to show it off here. But... Oh wow! A live, a live tasting. That's delicious. There you hey, go. Hey, all we right. Fixed flamingos. That's what flamingos taste like. Now I know. Um, uh, often oh, I feel yeah. like with a book like this, it's like, well, what's your favorite one where there's so many mm. things, but it makes me want to ask the question, what was the first one of the 300 that you cut? Like, Ooh. what was the first one out? Man, if, we were prepped I, for questions. I don't know if we, I don't know if I can answer. Uh, Lucy, can you I answer? Think we had a lot about hair. I mean, the, 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 we cut some out because hair came up loads. So we thought we couldn't have <laughs> yeah. a whole book about hair. Yeah, and hair, hair is is a problem, and then there was there were a lot of horses. For some reason, we were really fixated on horses. Tons of ponies. That's They're right. Weird. That's right. They're and weird. fingernails. We had a lot of fingernail mm -hmm. things as yeah. well. That one creeped me out. There's one drawing yeah. you did, Brian, of oh, just somebody yeah, with the same long the back. fingernails. Yeah. That oh, may, you know, honestly, guys, I think that actually might have been the first draw. In fact, that drawing may may have made it from the pitch like when we were like mm. you know stopping wow. the book around that i think was in the first iteration of what this you know what this will actually look like you know mm. because i think stylistically you start to think about oh is this is it you know do you do it really straight do you draw and i mean i work as an illustrator so like my whole life is is has revolved in you know in around drawing in some way and telling stories you can tell by your background that that's yeah true. well yeah, that's uh that's my kid's <laughs> art show he's like obsessed with comics he actually said to me he's like dad are you, you gonna be on this comic thing he's like six and he said he said are you gonna be famous tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> the answer yeah. is medium <laughs> um, but I think, but I think the thing that was a, a big part of you know some of that conversation and the collaboration between me and Lucy is that you know like trying to decide stylistically which way do we go? Do we do it very serious drawings? Do you do it absurd? I have a, a style of illustration that I use that people probably know, but you know with this book, it, you know we wanted to go with a slightly different approach and. Um, and then, as you were saying, once you kind of get into the book and you're kind of going on and on and on, you can kind of expand and stretch and ply that style in a lot of different ways in a way that Lucy did with, you know, with the writing. 
you know. Um, well, it's perfect. It's just a, such a great combination of art that's kind of like whimsical that meets the idea. It just, it really, really works. Yeah, for uh, those of you I, listening I, and, and not seeing this, it reminds me of, if you've ever seen like John Lennon's art back, he did a lot of uh, artwork and sort of like books and, and liner notes and stuff like that. And it has that sort of like sense to it. But yeah, it reminded me of the where the sidewalk ends, where kind of art mm-hmm. and uh, kind of like uh, ideas kind of meet. Well, and Brian, we should probably mention you are. Are you still the official artist for Modern Love? Yeah, still. Yeah, still working on the column as well. You know, in fact, tonight's my night that I I, I just uh, submitted sketches a, a few hours ago. So uh, and, awesome. and I'll work on the I'll work on the the finished piece tonight and tomorrow morning before yeah. before New York wakes up. So yeah. Okay, so yeah, if anybody has ever seen the Modern Love column, which I'm sure most of you have, you've probably seen Brian's illustrations before. Um, Talk, one theme that I saw recurring throughout the book, and Lucy, I'm curious to hear from you about this, is reverse aging. Like, that is something that seemed to pop up a bunch. Why was that important to you? That's kind of, that's that's a bit embarrassing, really. I guess I'm getting older. So it's in my mind all the time. So definitely... (laughs) You get hotter as you get older. That was definitely like wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. By the time you're 80, just everyone fancies you because you're that gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe, maybe we could have toned that down a bit. But, you know, we're both... <laughs> we're no, both. I, I, I loved it. I thought, I thought it was a very interesting thing to have this framing of a person writing all of these things from heaven and these other people from heaven being very obsessed with the idea of aging backwards. I think there's something... Mm-hmm tonally interesting there about potentially what it says about these people who either died too young or died before they were ready or mm. something like that, whether that was meant or not. Well, yeah, and, and the fact that, that um, you can choose your your age when you when you go back up to heaven, so everybody kind of goes for about 19, because that was really fun. That's a fun idea. <laughs> <laughs> it goes tits up, so... Uh, it strikes me there might have been a version of this that is like just sort of direct here are some ways to upgrade everything in the world but we have this this character and framing device what brought you to that and and why why is that so important to the book Mm, that i think well lucy you can probably speak to this a bit more but i i do know that initially we were just calling the list suggestions for evolution and justin like Mm. you were saying you could so easily just do that as like a gag like a yeah. like a joke, very joke, simple joke book, like a novelty book. Um, but Lucy, we you know I think early on we realized that we needed to build a story around, it, like to make it a bit more character driven. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because you needed a kind of an, an an arc really to the story. I mean that you've got to have a story with some, where something happens. So um, Abby came in and you know she messes things up a bit with flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> not going to give any spoilers away, but um, yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah, but Abby, we really like Abby as well. She, she's, I think she's a good character. She's earnest, right? Like she's got, like she's, she's making a, she's making a proper effort on everything. But, but you know, like anyone who's perhaps you know started a job, like a, a big job for the first time, like they're a bit in over their head, right? But there's, but their dedication is, you know, is is. Uh, is is real um but um 
but she but she approaches all these things very seriously right she's like you know she's got a stack of suggestions and every day that stack just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and she's kind of just sifting through it trying to figure out which ones of these are feasible which ones of these are just worthless and rubbish and which of the people that are submitting them are just absolutely batshit crazy <laughs> so well i like that it's like there's not the sort of on the ground stakes of like well the this is the priority it's like no i'm gonna put more time into ant maybe than i did to war or whatever like it's very much like a, an equal opportunity approach to fixing stuff yeah yeah well it's it's a very you know she's she's dedicated to the job you know it could go yeah. places it's an internship you know so um, if i could have her email address i would love that <laughs> i just have some fixes that i need you gotta die first justin you have to die oh, first. Yeah. all right <laughs> okay here we go uh we got a couple of comments here or questions from uh, youtube i wanted to bring up you touched on this a little bit brian but complete tangent but is that a child children drawing of someone giving the finger in the background <laughs> i think i think the i'm assuming that, that one yeah uh no that i th i believe was a portrait i mean that's that might be a portrait of me actually he did a okay. couple of really there's a really horrific one up above it looks like an old school bank robber yeah but it's like it's this um it's this great one of those like uh like big marker tools and it's just oh, like the ink is permanent in and when we moved in here it was just i had to actually take it away because it was like, getting <laughs> all over the place now. but yeah i wouldn't be surprised now if he's drawing like people with middle fingers but you know uh but we do a little it's drawing a club, big and, middle yeah, finger right? uh, yeah uh, there's uh, there's been a phase of curse words that we went through and you know when you're you know six years old and at the school you know i'm i'm you know my swedish is rubbish but i definitely know some of those words so. <laughs> <laughs> uh and another one here who are some of brian's artistic touchstones lucy i assume that's for you i'm kidding <laughs> uh well yeah i mean i think yeah, I mean, you know, art, you know, if, if we're talking artists, I mean, you know, um, Saul Steinberg and Ben Sean, um, but, um, you know, in terms of in terms of storytelling, you know, there's a great Swedish film director and commercial director named Roy Anderson, who's, you know, if you don't know his work, um, you should look him up. He's incredibly funny. Um, but Lucy and I were talking about this earlier. It's like, the idea of being funny is really hard. It's hard to write funny. It's hard to be a comedian on stage and not only write funny, but also deliver funny. I mean, I'm lucky if I can draw funny occasionally, but you know, Lucy was just delivering all these things week, you know, like daily, just sending me more and more. Like when we, after which she took the list and started building out the story, it was like, that became like real inspiration, right? Those were the things that were like, Oh, like motive, you know, like when you have someone to collaborate with, that's just delivering, you know, delivering greatness, every single email, you're just like, uh, you know, you have to step up, you know, so in many ways, I think, you know, Lucy was inspiring a lot of that. And that kind of back and forth, you know, when you have that to collaborate with, that's, a, I mean, it's a real gift, you know, mm -hmm. you're lucky. 
So. I mean, I think I was only funny because I was trying to make you laugh. So. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Targeted audience. Exactly. Now, without getting too many, too much into spoilers, you touched on this before, but there definitely seems like a potential tee up for a sequel. I know we're still away, a week away from the book being released, but is that something you're thinking about at this point? I've been thinking about it for ages. It's all, yeah. Yeah, we've got it in, yeah, definitely. I mean, we definitely have the material. Um, it's just a matter of, again, it, like, like everything, you, you know, I don't think we need another pandemic to make it, but, um, but uh, <laughs> let's hope not. But, um, but I think, I think it sort of ends on a cliffhanger. So it's kind of obvious what, what should happen next, I think. Yeah. 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 So, and are you two, given that you are in two very different places, are you going to be able to get together to see the book together, do any sightings together or anything like that? Do you have any plans for next week? Lucy, do you you have a little you have a little celebratory thing happening, yeah? Where you? Well, my neighbors are dragging me out for a drink. <laughs> that's fun. They're forcing me to have a have a have a little book launch, um, but I'm sure we will get together at some point. The thing is, Brian used to live in LA, so the time zones were a nightmare when we first started the book. It was really hard. So now he's close. Yeah. That's a lot easier. So we could potentially meet up somewhere. Yeah, the hope is to do the hope is to do some some of the you know the the usual the book events and things like that and um, you know maybe maybe sneak back to LA and do the the you know the LA book fair and 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 um, yeah. my last book we you know obviously you know visiting a lot of universities and doing talks and meeting with you know you know especially at art schools and things that was a blast you know sharing the book you know sharing that book and and that's a great way to kind of spread the work but also you know work with you know young new talent you know like illustrators artists that are excited about this stuff and kind of you know turning on some lights for those guys too so we'll definitely be doing some of that stuff for sure awesome well listen congratulations on the book i can't wait for the yeah, entire world so to see it because it's, it's so delightful so it was such a joy to read um and i'm looking forward to the sequel whenever it comes yeah thanks, thanks so, so much. much guys all right thanks Thank have a good night all right, Oop, I cut Brian off, but there we classic. go. Uh, classic move for me. Check out Fixing Flamingos. Yes, please Chronicle. do. So amazing. 19th. Really, really delightful book. Why don't we bring in our next international guest who is on the opposite end of the time zones. He is one of the co-creators of Inferno Girl Red, which is currently running a Kickstarter. It's one of yeah. our favorite uh, massive verse books as well. Matt Groot. Welcome. Hey, welcome. Hey, everybody. Hey. I feel like I should have come in with my video inverted to really sell the bit. I'm like, I'm going to the world. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, good, good. So good. you are in Australia, and it's morning, is what's going it on. Is, it is. It is uh, nine twenty-two on Wednesday morning down here. Oh, oh, it's man. the future. It's the comics. Ah. It's comic day. So we love Inferno Go Red. We love the whole massive verse. For anybody who hasn't checked it out, um, it is all these disparate characters who are connected by a shared superhero universe. When we left Inferno Girl Red, she, in the book one of the series, she and everybody at her school and in the city around her had been taken to some alternate dimension and yeah. trapped there. She faced enemies. She suffered loss. She uh, took control, kind of, of her powers. And now you're taking book one and book two onto Kickstarter. Um, mm -hmm. To start off with, why that move? Why was it important to take it onto Kickstarter and head in that direction with the book? 
Yeah, I mean, Erica, my co-creator, and I always had a very specific vision of the book, and it was to create graphic novels specifically because we, we wanted to be able to create something that could help bring in new readers to comics and hopefully catch some of those people who are experiencing superheroes elsewhere but haven't made the jump yet. And it was our feeling that novels were the form that would be most familiar and most accessible. Um, and, like, we absolutely love comic shops, but we also want to make something that will work really well in bookstores uh, and libraries and things like that. But to make a 120-page graphic novel without the sort of, like, trickle of single-issue funding coming in is yeah. extremely expensive, uh, especially if you want to do it independently and you want to maintain control, like, editorial control of the book, which is really important to us as well because we had a very specific vision of what this book could be. Uh, and that really left us with Kickstarter. So we did a Kickstarter for the first one and we were blown away by how much support we got and the enthusiasm. And when it came time for book two, we thought we, it only made sense to go back and use that to help us fund the creation of the second one. Um, and especially because it's, it allows us to offer very cool, unique uh, rewards like our oversized hardcover with the uh, Kickstarter exclusive cover, all the back matter. We've got artist prints that we uh, only offer through the Kickstarter. So yeah, it's just a, a great marriage of sort of our need and the um, support of the community coming together to create independent comics. Yay! Yeah. Well, yeah. we are we're getting a bunch of comics, and it's it's I'm listening to you, but I'm really just looking at your lovely geek room that you are, are coming to us from uh do you mind like just kind of uh, pointing out a couple things in that back room because that that poster looks amazing the Thank the yeah. bookshelf Sorry. of amazing uh kind of uh, stuff there i mean I, you know i don't mean to derail everything but man that no, no, i listen, would love to be in that room because it looks so cool totally well, that uh, poster behind me is the trade cover for Self Made, which was my, fir was my first ever image series. That's why wow. Eduardo Ferragato. If you are into Radiant Black, you'll know Eduardo, who's done some art for that series. And that's actually colored by Marcelo, who's the co creator of Radiant Black. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So I love that. Very dear and dear to my heart. I have my replica Infernal Red helmet on the oh, shelf yeah. behind me. That was one of the rewards for the first Kickstarter campaign. One of, I think, 12 in the world. It's very cool. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Congrats um, on getting obviously, that. that. Yeah, thank you. How, how did I pull that off? <laughs> yeah, how did you pull that off? <laughs> so really donated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then obviously I've got my comics and whatnot over uh -huh. here. Um, a lot of whatnot. Like Lego flowers everywhere. Yeah, it's a real, yeah. it's a real nerd place. Can you talk <laughs> a little bit about... Inferno Girl Red's place in the Massiverse. Uh, we had Kyle Hins on the show a couple months back, maybe even a year mm. at this point. I don't remember. Just generally talking about the Massiverse and the and the universe. But it, this was pre-Inferno Girl Red, I think. So I'm curious to hear how she fits in and how you came on board here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I Kyle and I started working on the book at about the same time together. Um, and it was... There was kind of individual books, and we both had different ideas of what we wanted to do, but uh, it was Kyle, myself, and Ryan Parrott as well. We all kind of realized together that we were working on something that um, there was a lot of synergy there, and we had a lot of sort of yeah. like shared beliefs and shared passions, and um, we just kind of had this conversation of like, we, we want to make sure that the books remain accessible and it's never derailed by any shared continuity or you never feel obligated to read anything else, but 
we could try our own kind of version of the shared superhero universe. Um, and yeah, it just allowed us to do a lot of cool things. Like we do these annual crossovers called Supermassive. We've got a fighting card game featuring the characters coming out next year, which we're very excited oh, about. Wow. Um, so it allows us to all kind of support each other and have this little community um, while doing our own thing. And um, yeah, it's I just I love it because we, we're carving out our own spaces. Like each book feels very different. Um, and it means that if you really love Inferno Go Red and you hear about a Supermassive and you check that out, maybe you discover Radiant Black or Rogue Sun or The Dead Lucky um, or No One and you get pulled off in another direction in our little universe. It's amazing, like you're saying, the way that it everything does feel sort of of a piece while being wildly different and going in its own direction. I feel like that's so hard to achieve. And the way that you're able to, uh, I guess, just sort of just be together without having to be, I feel like there would be pressure to be constantly leaning into each other's create creative swings. Uh, is that, do you feel that? Or are you just like, oh, we check in every now and again? Yeah, I mean, we all talk pretty constantly. It helps a lot that we're just friends. Like we, we uh, <laughs> all have a shake. Oh, you talk all. to your friends? Interesting. Yeah, oh. but, you know, when I have to. It's crazy. When I have to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we we uh, talk super regularly, and I think we both all, when we first had this idea, we all had kind of the same concerns as well. We didn't want to step on each other's toes. We didn't want to create a mess of continuity that uh, messed up the reading experience. Because part of this for us was, in some ways, we wanted to try and, you know, reinvent superhero comics. Sounds very grandiose, but like take another swing at it. Um, in our own little way and try and avoid some of the pitfalls that sometimes come necessarily from doing work at big publishers. And I think Kyle and Ryan have both had experiences at um, DC in particular where, you know, that they loved working on their books, but they, there were mandates that came in and they had to do certain things because of events and that and whatnot. So they had their own concerns coming in um, the things they wanted to avoid. So we had a lot of guardrails set up. And yeah, most important of all was just that sense of making sure that we're never making extra work for people, that they could come in and read book one, book two, book three, book four of any series, start anywhere and have a complete and fulfilling experience. Well, let me let me ask you about this, just a specific instance of potential coordination in Radiant Pink and Mild Spoiler here, if you haven't read it. There's this great scene when they're popping into different universes and taking a look, and they take a look through a portal and they see Inferno Girl Red's city right there. And it's a great moment in the book, but how does that get set up? Do the, does the Radiant Pink team call you and be like, hey, is it cool we do this? Uh, Pete's playing the it's cool music, so we know it's cool. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's uh, very, like, low-key and casual. Thankfully, uh, Michael Basudel, Mr. Massiverse, as we call him, is the editor on all of the Massiverse books except for Inferno Go Red, on which he's assistant editor. So he's across. Oh. Um, nice. So it's just, a, like, he will just message me on WhatsApp and be like, hey, um, Melissa had this idea. Is this cool? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so very casual. And I think that's, you know, we like to keep it that way uh and in some ways we feel like it's kind of the uh image comics vibe you know just being casual supporting each other and i i had this very bizarre moment when we experienced kyle and i experienced this firsthand when we're working on the second supermassive because we had this idea because some of it is set in the medieval time period where like 
medieval spawn could be here. Do you think? <laughs> do you think Todd McFarlane would go for that? And like, oh, I don't like you know, it's 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 the Todd, it's Spawn. Uh, I guess we could ask. Um, so at a convention a year or two ago, Carl and I just sort of like approached Todd, laid everything out for us. He's like, yeah, man, of course, whatever. Uh, that sounds great. Happy to support you guys. And that was it. That was the like end of the conversation. Approved. Thumbs up. Off you go. No other requests from him. Um, so it was just very cool to see that like our dynamic is kind of modeled across the, the the grander image universe it was a really sweet moment that's cool well talk about uh a more specific dynamic working with erica duraso on yeah. the art we love her art it's so good in this book yeah. and i love the fact that like i assume part of this is the release schedule and the way they're hitting it that it feels like the lines are very thick and the print is very good and i, I assume there's a lot of time that she is spending on this so talk a little bit about your coordination there yeah, I mean, uh, Erica's co-creator on the book, so she has been involved since the earliest stages. She's helped shape the story, um, and so much of her personality is infused all throughout it, and I think that's why, like, the, the work is so good. I think, too, she's found a partner in Agamonte who colors the book, um, and his style, again, is, like, so vivid and specific, and they've discovered how much they elevate each other. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always been thankfully very casual and we're all so passionate about the book that, you know, we all come from the place of just jamming and deciding on the best ideas and there's like no ego involved. We just want to make the best thing possible. And I think now that we're like starting to work on book two, the only thing that's really changed is that we have a better idea of each other's strengths and we can really work to that. I know what Erica is going to hit out of the park most of all. I, and that's your, uh, Igor as well. Like I know some of his uh like coloring approaches and how much he can use light to impact a scene and um how he can use like inverted colors to accentuate action so i can like build those moments more specifically into it so if anything we're just like more of a well-oiled machine but i feel so privileged to work with those guys they're just the best yeah uh what about from a plot perspective like we mentioned they're still in a pretty bad place here maybe even a worse place in some senses at the end of book one so what can we expect in book two yeah well yeah things uh you know cassia had something of a victory at the end of book one but it also came at a pretty intense loss and now cassie's kind of without her only support network uh not just the yeah. support network she had as a superhero but really the only one she had as a person her entire life so she's going to have to figure out how to rebuild that support network and figure out who she can turn to for help, especially in a city, in a place where enemies are everywhere and you don't know who you can trust. Uh, and she's going to have to do this at a time when things start going badly very quickly uh, on a few different fronts, actually. She is obviously fighting this war against the darkness that's pressing in from all sides in the city, but also the consequences of what happened in the conclusion of book one and what that means for some of the people around her are going to come back to haunt her as well. So she's going to have both personal and kind of superheroic stakes to, to deal with. And then on top of all that, there's a pair of twin teenagers who are just the absolute worst. They're delightful. <laughs> uh, come onto the scene. They're, I think they're one of Erica's favorite sets of characters I've ever created because they're just... Uh, irredeemable uh and they have designs of their own on the city and it can cause problems as well so she's juggling a lot yeah and do you see this at this point 
what is the arc? Is it a three book thing? Is it an ongoing thing? Uh, I I have broad broad plans. Um, you know because we have to get this thing funded, we're really taking it <laughs> book by book at the sure. moment. But I I do have a a broad kind of six to seven book structure in Ooh, mind. But wow, it's, nice. Yeah, it's loose in the sense of like I always want to make room to discover things as I go and chase down cool ideas. I never want to feel like I'm just rolling out a machine, you know? So there's, um, we have those intentions. And I, I like doing that because it means that we can seed stuff like this stuff in book one that, you know, may not pay off until book four or book five, for example, in small ways. Um, and I, I like that sort of Chris Claremonti approach where you, while you're in the middle and think of one story, you're laying the seeds for another. So it never feels like this strange confluence of like, oh, and now this thing has just started up just after the last thing finished conveniently. It's more of an organic way of telling stories. That's how I found life to be. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it doesn't annoying. just end cleanly and then start up on the next mission. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Uh, to ask specifically about the Kickstarter, so I'm just looking at it now. It already had a jump from when I checked it at the beginning of today, but you have a goal of 85000 You're currently at 60686 with nine oh, days to it go. It just went up on my screen. Oh, did it? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thanks for the help, guys. Yeah, there we go. You're getting the vaunted comic book club bump. That we yeah, I about. heard from the last interview that I'm going to be famous now. To a six-year-old. Look, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, exactly. In Stockholm. So in, <laughs> Stockholm, in, in these last nine days, if people pledge the Kickstarter, what can they expect? Yeah, I mean, we have a bunch of different reward tiers. You can get uh, the book. You can get book two digitally. You can get book two in our oversized exclusive hardcover. We're off, also offering book one as a hardcover and a PDF. So if you knew you were in front of Go Red, you can jump in. Uh, we also have the chance to get drawn into Inferno Go Red. Ooh. We have writer uh, portfolio reviews with myself and Kyle and Michael. We have artist portfolio reviews with Erica oh, and Kyle. Awesome. Uh, we also have the the granddaddy of them all, the hugest here, which is going into the massive verse where you get drawn into every single massive verse book. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah. wow. That's crazy. Across the line. Uh, and you'll also get from Erica an illustration of you uh, standing alongside the Massive Verse Heroes, you'll get that original art from Erica, and then Igor will color that, so you'll have a colored digital version as well. Wow. Is there... Yeah, that's wild. That's a amazing. Every book. And there's every a book. tier where you actually get the powers of Radiant Black, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a big one. We yeah, had to really set the number tier, higher. Yeah. That just stretch, just one of those. Goal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we also have some add-ons. There's some Infogo Red Pins. We're doing a behind-the-scenes podcast series. Uh I feel like the second of game. But yeah, the heaps of stuff. For, yeah. for, uh, no matter what you'd like, we've got it. Thanks. Yeah, you got it all covered. You got it all covered. That is awesome, Matt. We love this book. Um, fingers yeah, crossed. Because I really do want to see the second one. I'm very excited for it. Um, congratulations on everything. I guess I would say good night, but enjoy the rest of your day. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah, enjoy you. Wednesday. Good evening to you guys. And thank you so much for having me. It's been great. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Matt. See you. All right, there we go. Oh, Once man. again, Inferno. I hate to leave his room. It was so cool in there. Yeah, you were you were online booking a ticket to Australia right now, right? That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, who wouldn't want to go to that location? It seems so. <laughs> That's the number one location in Australia. Did you know? That? I believe like, that. I believe. I want to go the there. Sydney just for that Opera room. House, and then you go there. Those are the two. I would switch the order, but still, I would hit a insulting somehow. But 
Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you should go pledge it. Oh, it did jump up a little bit. You're right. I uh, Go check it out. It is up as of this taping, nine days. It's going to close September 21st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. And it's great. And we have one more guests, one more guest, excuse me, for you tonight. He is the creator of the upcoming Haunted House, a love story. Ladies and gentlemen, Winston Gambro. Winston. Hey, welcome, Winston. Winston. Guys. Now, All let's right. start off yeah. with our time zone check. What time zone are you in? Yeah, Winston? where are you? I come you from the distant land of Chicago, Illinois. Whoa. Ooh, that is actually a different time zone than yeah, all right. It's cool. earlier there. It's all yeah, well, setting this up, I had to Google the time zone difference three or four times. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, there you go. Well, I'm excited to talk about this book. This one is not going to be out for a while. I believe it's in stores November 1st. Is that correct? Yeah, From uh, and FOC is the end of this week. Okay. So for those who don't know, uh, who are casual comic book fans, that's final order cutoff. So that basically means if you like what we're talking about here on the show... Go to your comic book shop, tell them you want to order the comic, because that really helps in terms of setting the tone for the orders. Um, but there you go. Why don't we talk about it? Winston, do you want to give the pitch for the book? Because we are so far off. Sure. Normally I'd do it, but I'd rather not spoil anything, so I'd rather yeah. hear from you. Yeah, sure. It's about a sentient house that falls in love with the person living in it. And when that person gets into a relationship with someone else, the house gets jealous and seeks vengeance. Yeah, it's oh, one of my worst nightmares. <laughs> you worried about the houses coming for you, Pete? Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, it's like my luck. I don't fall in love with a human. A house becomes obsessed with me, and then, you know, it's, it's all over. Yeah, Pete, um, I don't mean good. to scare you, but there's one right behind you. Ah! <laughs> uh, I really like this book a lot. This is a creepy, weird uh, engrossing, uh, romantic, and sad story, uh, like you were hinting there. I love the fact that it's also not ongoing, but a miniseries. You're going to get to see more about this. This feels like the sort of thing that could be very Tales from the Crypt done in one, but that's clearly yeah. not the intention here. Why make it a six-issue series versus that one shot? Well, I had a full story I wanted to tell, and um, I guess it's not a spoiler to say that each issue is going to be uh, one of the five stages of grief, starting Ooh. with issue two. So using that framing device, I kind of got locked into a total of six issues. So this huh. issue is the grief itself, and the rest of the series is how the house goes through it. Uh, now, when uh, in a lot of comics, it's when you're designing your main character, you look at different uh, fashion ideas, uh, different body characteristics. This is a, your main character is a house, sort of technically. So how did you choose the house? Yeah, how did you? Oh, that's a good one. I looked up a lot of uh, architecture, a lot of Victorian era houses, as well as just that's famous. the creepiest. Yeah, alleged, yeah. yeah. Allegedly haunted houses or actually haunted houses. Um, and then I kind of composited it all. And uh, I have a friend that's a 3D modeler and... He took mm. my drawings and made an actual 3D model that I used as reference. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. So when you were going through and creating the book, you kind of could actually figure out where the characters were going geographically based on that model? Unfortunately, I wish. Next time I would do that. <laughs> it was just the exterior. So all exterior shots are traced over this 3D model. Mm. So I wouldn't have to rework uh, rework perspective in every single panel every single time. 
Uh, but uh, yes, interiors next time for Haunted House of Love Story 2, Book of Secrets. <laughs> Ooh, I love oh, that. Good name, yeah, Book good of name. Secrets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. That's a reference to National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. Yes. <laughs> this is not really not a, not a reference to Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Totally different. <laughs> Book of Shadows. Yeah. Both yes. great books. <laughs> Both great books. My, my favorite list. books. Exactly. Yeah. I knew I should have gone with Haunted House 2, Secret of the Ooze. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Now you're speaking Pete's language. Yeah. Haunted House 2, Electric Boogaloo is also Can you talk a little bit? <laughs> Sorry to derail from this. Uh, derail from this derailment, which is a realment, mm. I guess. The What was the inspiration here? Were there specific movies, stories? Uh, Did you fall in you... love with a house one time and it broke your heart? Like, uh, you know, tell us No, truth, it man. came on to me. Oh, I've heard that before. Uh, so, yeah, I just remember watching a haunted house show, and I'm like, well, I, I wonder if this is, like, the ha- what's the house's perspective of this? Like, <laughs> we see yeah. so much uh, haunted house stuff where it's the house is built where it shouldn't be or, like, a mm-hmm. person was murdered in it. And I was thinking, what if the house itself is the problem? All these spooky things are because the house is trying to act out. Um, I, I agree about getting the house's perspective. Any like uh, home improvement <laughs> show I watch, I'm like, did you ask permission? Let's yeah, did you check the house? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love the lettering in this book as well. For anybody who's listening, we're looking at a couple of pages here, and particularly for the house, yeah, the, the house voice, is great. Yeah, the house voice, it's it's built into the pages itself. There's no bubbles or anything like that. What led to that choice in particular? Uh, yeah, I just kind of had visual inspiration in mind like a lot of how i make comics i just have a certain scene in my head already and this one i just thought it'd be uh more ominous if the words were actually part of the house like Hmm. or part of the scene rather than you know a comic tool Hmm. do you view the house as the protagonist or the antagonist oh spoilers maybe I would say the protagonist, especially uh, with the journey we go on. Mm, Interesting. Um, And just to sort of wrap this up here a little bit, when so it's coming out November first. If people want to pick it up, what what should they do? Go to the comic book store and say, "Please order this." At this point, yeah, the best thing you can do is just go to your local comic shop and say, "I want Haunted House: A Love Story." It's in previews and it's coming through Blood Moon Comics. If you tell your comic shop that they'll know what to do yeah go tomorrow when you go get your comics and oh, do you have all done. six issues done at this point are they ready to go yeah oh, yeah it'll awesome. be coming out monthly after that oh that's, that's great, great. Uh, we have a comment here from anthony lash saying i met winston in chicago he draws a great silver surfer uh, can <laughs> oh, you confirm fun. or deny yeah, that yeah, um, I kind of a gimmick to get people to my comic-con tables my business card is a little white square on it and I will say, what's your favorite superhero? And while they browse at my table, I'll draw for them. And so oh, I was lucky cool. enough to, thank you. I was lucky enough Very to nice. meet Anthony and draw him a silver surfer. Ah, oh, that's awesome. That's I great. love that. That's a great, great thing to do at the table. Yeah, Alex uh, is going to steal that idea. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's mine. <laughs> be no, be not prepared not. to draw a lot of Spider-Mans. What I'm going to draw is a lot of stick figures with happy faces on them because that's all I can draw. So don't worry. Uh, That's not a good Spider-Man. He's famously not super happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you turn turn it upside down. It's a frown, man. Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah. He's sticking the ceiling. Oh, Uh, yeah. 
Ah, like that Australia guy who is also upside down, who we just had on the show. Winston, thank you so much for coming on. The book is great. I can't wait for people to check yeah. it out. Please go to your comic book shop and order it. And uh, thank you. Enjoy the rest of the night in Chicago. Awesome. You have an yeah, extra hour. Thanks so much for hour, you guys. <laughs> have a good one. Thanks, Winston. Uh, great book. All right. There we go. Once again, it is called Haunted House, a love story, and it is very, very cool. Yeah. And, folks, we are going to move on to our next section, which is my favorite section, because you all make it up as your audience questions. And for audience questions, all you got to do is drop a question in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, and we will get to them. They can be about absolutely anything. But why don't we go to what you drinking? I am still murking my way through this delicious flamingo blood cocktail. Flamingo mm. blood. I don't know if that's, I think what, that's what he is. Is that what you was. made, Alex? I think I I drained a flamingo. I, you I squeezed it from the yeah, bottom. Yeah, I mean they got that they got that juicy part in the middle. You hold the neck, and you hold the legs, and you just sort of like twist are you it having like fun? a towel. Are you I'm having, having a great time. Okay. Juicy really... part in the middle. You could say that about anything. <laughs> um, I guess uh, I'm drinking after Alex's comment my own vomit, but also. <laughs> I'm, I'm Drinking a little pills mafia. Go pills. Pills. Oh, that was a tough, tough, tough loss. loss last night for the Bills. Also uh, tough loss for the Jets, man. I mean, come on, Aaron Rodgers couldn't even get through a, a set of plays. That was yeah. heartbreaking. Aaron Rodgers died, right? I think I read that. Yeah, so yeah kind of. Okay. And to to a lot of fans, yes. Yeah. Pony boy. The pony boy. Yeah, I'm drinking pony a little boy. pony boy. Uh, still polishing these tall boys off. Uh, that's the nice thing about a taller beer is you get more beer. Uh, well, cool. We got a couple of questions already. And just to frame this up for anybody who doesn't know, we were at Baltimore Comic-Con we this were? past weekend. We were so all three of us together for the I first time. I watched a fever dream. <laughs> in the same place for <laughs> since when? March 14th or something like that? Of 2003. I think shutdown happened on a Tuesday, maybe, mm -hmm. or maybe a Monday. I, f I forget, but it was it was like six days before that, so it was like March fifth or something. Wild. Uh, March seventh, maybe. Wild. Uh, well, there we go. Why don't we go to this one first from Michael Tillman? Favorite moment from Baltimore Comic Con? Favorite cosplay? For the second question, I'm going to turn to Pete because Pete is our cosplay official. He's got his <laughs> eyes a, on the crowd. A lot of great cosplay out there. There was a dog uh, that had a lightsaber in its mouth that was amazing who swung by our table for a pick, which I was super happy about. Um, there was a guy dressed up from Spaceballs uh, with the all-white outfit with the white dome that was amazing. Uh, That's all Pete talks about on Sundays. <laughs> oh, man. There were so many. And Moranis. Uh, yeah, Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters with a kind of like a metal uh, thing on its head. It was just uh, an adorable choice by this lo lovely girl. So, yeah, I, there was uh, yeah there was, there was a lot was of... Speaking, sorry, that reminded me. I love the the girl who had the Appa from Avatar. The oh Last yeah, Avatar hoodie. That was great. That was it was cool. just like a very stealth cosplay. There was also an amazing Miss Marvel yeah. that was uh, had an amazing outfit as well. Yeah, that was cool. my favorite. I think was there was this uh, cosplayer dressed as Pete LePage, but it was his beard. His beard was really gray, so it was a little off. Hey, and, and the Alex I saw was just like a couple inches shorter than the real Alex. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. Justin, yeah, I, I don't know. It's almost like those baby tees 
we're just fitting you a little too tight. Maybe they're cutting off a little oxygen. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. I'm definitely losing oxygen and gaining LBs. <laughs> what about favorite moment from Baltimore Comic Con other than the cosplay? What did you guys what did you guys like in particular? Hmm. I, I mean, I'll throw out one. This is, yeah. uh, I mean, I, there were a lot of things that I really liked in general. Just meeting people who are coming out and saying, hey, I've been listening to your show for years was so nice and so flattering and so wonderful to hear. Um, I mean, I know we hear it from you all in the comments a lot, and we appreciate that, too, of course. But just also people who are like, oh, my God, I used to listen to you guys back in the day. You're still doing this. I'm going to listen to the podcast again. But a specific personal experience was getting there Friday morning to do load in and going through the backstage of the convention center with all oh, the yeah. stuff to bring it. It was cool. It was, a it cool was going cool. Through the backstage. It was like, it was an exciting yeah. feeling of, I, I felt like a rock star being loaded 100%. in the back. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. sweet. So that, that was like, that was definitely the moment where I was like, Oh, we're actually doing this. We're doing a table. We're actually at a comic con, which I've, barely been to any comic conventions or literally anything for the past couple of years so um that was that was really fun and then yeah. all of the interviews we did over the course of the weekend that was really fun as well yeah well, my favorite uh, piece of being at the con besides seeing you dorks was um, <laughs> our interview with uh torin grandbeck oh uh, uh, yeah that was great. i love talking to her about all of the books that, that she does realm of x thor all that really great interview coming soon yeah, yeah. I there was a lot of really great moments. The people watching was amazing, but also just kind of being a part of the nerd factor in Baltimore was really nice. Um, there was this fun moment where I was walking to get food, uh, which I like to do, uh, and uh, there was like this race going by, and the guy who was going to the convention was like, I don't want to be healthy. And he had to like run uh, to kind of get across so he wouldn't interrupt the race. It was just such a funny thing to yell. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like just kind of the um, the interviews and seeing everybody was really awesome. But also just like seeing other people dressed up like friend groups and kind of like what they all kind of uh, showed up as and seeing kind of being able to witness all that was just really, really cool. Uh, cool. Why don't we, we got a bunch more questions here. This is from Derek Mainhart. Loved all the CBC interviews from Baltimore Con. Doc Shaner teased an upcoming Black Label title. Any guesses as to what characters he's tackling? My guess is Challengers of the Unknown. Ooh, uh, just to mention, we have a bunch more interviews that are going to be going up over the next couple of weeks. So definitely check them all out. We already put up stuff with Tony Fleeks. Talking about Please. Stray Dogs, Local Man, and Army of Darkness. We have Doc Shaner. That was a delight. He was so nice. Um, he got held up at his table because he had like a, a line around the block. It was so apologetic about it and came over the next day. Absolutely lovely to talk to him yeah. about Strange Adventures and his Black Label stuff. And the other one that we put up was David Popose. We talked to him about The Punisher. Pete is now sold on the new Punisher. Well, we I got think. to see wow. some images of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a secret. That's a secret. Uh, and there's plenty more to come, so definitely check all of that out. But one of the things, just to be more specific about this, Doc Shaner is doing a Black Label title. He, if I remember correctly, he said it was something that people have been asking him about for a while, but he wasn't sure how to do, and he and finally figured out how to do it. And he's going to be both writing and drawing the book. And you mm. had some, you had an interesting guess that you. Uh... My immediate guess was Metal Men is what I thought uh, it was. 
That's just... funny. I I was thinking like Metamorpho, Metal mm-hmm. Man, definitely in that space. But yeah, Metal Man is just one because I feel like it's a tough nut to crack. Like it's tough to wrap your head around, and it feels like the sort of thing you could do something really interesting in a black label book. Um, I'd also love to see Doc Shader draw the Metal Man, but Challengers of the Unknown is a good guess as well. Yeah, also. There we go. Thanks, Derek Mainhart. Uh, this is from Nelson Kelso. Checking in to see if you guys finished My Adventures with Superman. Also, Pete, have you started your One Piece live action journey yet? God damn it, Nelson Kelso. You're right. I'm slipping. I, I should have been watching One Piece. God, I forgot about One Piece. Oh, oh dang it. Pete, I knew there was Pete's something I should have been doing. I am seven episodes into my adventures with Superman, and it is so good. Uh, I've been watching it with my son, so uh-huh. whatever we watch next, we'll uh, we'll probably finish it off. But it's great. You've been watching it a little bit too, right, Justin? I actually haven't watched it yet. I was going oh, okay. to, and then my uh, my daughter and I are watching Rebels instead. Oh, okay. I yep. wanted to watch Rebels uh, coming out of Ahsoka, and she's like, "What do you? Would you say?" And I was like, "Play." <laughs> so we're <laughs> we're giving that a shot. It's good. Well, that's cool. Play. Yeah, I started it. I got to pick back up. Uh, so far, it's amazing. Uh, I'll just bring up this comment per the sports discussion earlier. Billy Coyle on Facebook says that seventy-five seconds of play with about seventy-five million guaranteed. Not a bad day. Do you guys understand what that means? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so like Aaron Rodgers. Not- yeah, that's not exactly uh, how you'd like to do it for sure. It was, Maybe that's uh, not the best way to it, but I heard ayahuasca actually is really good for Achilles injuries. So oh, shots fired. Shots fired. That's positive. That's just good medical advice. Oh, man. This is from Brett Macris. After all the great interviews you've done Straight at Baltimore Bullies? Con- Straight Bullies. After all the great interviews you've done at Baltimore Comic Con, has there ever been an interview that threw you guys, someone that you asked yourself if this person should be canceled? Uh, be canceled. Uh, well, no, I don't know if they about canceled, but we've talked a lot about how the Venture Brothers, when we interviewed them at New York Comic Con, they were not always challenging at all. Like, well, they clearly are like, oh, you want to interview us? Good luck. And then, <laughs> yeah, like, we just grabbed the the saddle and tried to hold on for dear life. And I honestly, thought we always we always did a good job. We always could find some some jokes in there to hit. With yeah, some. Together. But some people you got to prove you're worthy uh, of their time and energy. Um, some people what we've talked to and then just been like, "Oh God, uh, what have we gotten ourselves into?" For sure, I don't want to name any names or anything, but yeah, it's definitely been like, "What kind of can of worms did we open?" Uh, um, I'll name one that I think I ended up doing by myself, if I remember correctly. Alex, you might have been there, but Corey Feldman. I think we did him together. I think we, we interviewed him together? together. I think so. That one, I was like, what are we talking about? And then he was <laughs> just a combination of famous person who is mm-hmm. like there to do something, but maybe isn't the most passionate about it. And us being like, let's talk about this thing. That was a wild one. Yeah. This is from Kevin after the recipe book. What's the next CBC tome going to be? So just for anybody who doesn't know about this, we brought to Baltimore a little ash can, basically a self-printed zine type book of some of Brett's awesome cocktail recipes to sell at the table. People loved it. We're super into it, which was exciting. I think if we do another table at some point, we'll probably do another five recipes. So that'll probably be the next CBC tome or something like that. We'll kind Dark of Betty was in there in case you're wondering. 
Dark Betty was in there. That's the one that I bugged. Uh, My sales pitch was always like, I would go through, I'd show them the cocktails. They'd like their eyes would pop out of their head because they'd be so excited about comic book cocktails. I'd be like, I swear they're like actually legit delicious cocktails because I think most of the stuff that you find online is like, it's a kryptonite cocktail and it's just all yeah. sour apple juice. And yeah, that's pretty much it. It tastes like melted Jolly Ranchers. You're gonna love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and these cocktails were legit. I mean, we gotta do full color edition. Let's go. Well, I mean, yeah. Stray Bullies is a real chef. I mean, the dude is unbelievable. I can legit. attest to that. Yeah, I, was... I can also attest to it. Don't try flexing on me, brah. Tell you what, I you. can attest to it. <laughs> this is from uh, Derek. Any cool Baltimore bar stories? You guys went to a bar afterwards. Yeah, we did. We got sick of your shit, and we were like, "Yo, let's go to a bar, man." Yeah, yeah, that was uh, fun. We went to a bar on our way out of town. Pete and I go went and uh, guzzled some beer. Uh, Pete got a crab cake, even though That's he right. lives down there. He was like, "I'm gonna have his crab cake." I well, I always day, wondered wait. how, because I've been to that bar a bunch of times and saw the crab cake on the menu, and the pictures look pretty good. So I was like, how legit yeah, is it? Pictures pretty legit. Great. So pretty after legit. my my two beers, I got in the car with Alex, who was driving, and drove through one of the more insane thunderstorms I've ever been <laughs> in a car for. Glad yeah. you had those beers, huh? Oh, my God. First... First, we were driving out of, like, saw the most beautiful rainbow I've ever seen in my life. It was a uh, legit, like, total, complete arc over the highway. It was super there. Like, it was not a reedy rainbow. It was, like, a real rainbow. It was gorgeous. And we're like, wow, what a lovely drive we're having. And then five minutes, ten minutes later, something like that, sheets of rain so hard you couldn't see right in front of the windshield. It was pretty horrifying. But, but you guys are alive, so that's great news. No, we're doing this from heaven no, per our first guests. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have a couple of great guesses here for what Doc Shader might be doing. Blackhawk, New Gods, mm-hmm. Barbarian. New Gods. New Gods is a good guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. That would be interesting. Um, Stanley says, was it different meeting each other in person than online? What did you do all when you first met up? Well, um, these guys were down there for two days ahead of me. So when I got down there, they were already sort of uh, sick of each other, (laughs) mischaracterizing, or at least in a routine. We were in the routine. We were in a routine. Yeah. 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 So we, I, the three of us stood there awkwardly for a minute. And then I said, Mm -hmm. let's take a picture. Or Alex said that maybe. Yeah. Um, I just kept poking them to be like, are you real? Are you seriously right in front of me? Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I will mention two things that happened in terms of seeing each other for the first time. Actually, just one thing is that I Justin texted and was like, hey, I'm here. And I came out with his badge and Pete came back with a bunch of waters and some other stuff you'd picked up, came down the stair, the stairs. And I was like, hey, Justin's almost here. And Pete was like, great. And went into the con and left me there. All this, was yeah, like, I was carrying heavy I know, stuff. Right. I had to set it down and go get. I had a goal. You know what I mean? See, look at look at these two. This is how they were in person, except nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Frederico. Stop Rosa. judging me. Do you guys usually listen back to episodes you missed? Mm, great question. I I do not everyone maybe but I definitely like to hear the uh, takes and guests that I missed because I can't I can't be behind on anything I I listen to see how mad I should be at you guys the next time I'm on the you know on yeah, the never and never I uh, and I don't miss episodes well. <laughs> <laughs> All right big time <laughs> <laughs> 
That's legit true. Shout out. No. Or uh, if I do miss this episode, I'm editing it together. So, of course, I'm listening to it a little bit. Uh, and we got one <laughs> last one here from Brett. Does a house that falls in love give new meaning to Alex's favorite term, fuck calls? Um, I, I bring this up just because I want to say... I want to get a little credit for the fact that I wanted to make a joke about that and I didn't. About oh, you want credit for that? You want credit I, for several that? times I restrained myself, and I think that's really a wow. Herculean effort on my part. So thank you, guys. thank you for that. Thank you're like thank you're you. sober as a monk, Alex. <laughs> All right, that is it for your audience questions. We're going to move on with our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. All right, yeah. This is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars to Midtown Comics Online or maybe filet of fish or whatever stupid... Uh, uh, Pete, Long John Long Silver. John Silver. Long uh, my bad, my bad. Uh, Long John Silver uh, for some reason or whatever. But yeah, all we need is a uh, you know first hand up. I'll volunteer. Uh, somebody make Kevin do it. You know something uh, along those lines. Um, or if we don't hear anything, you know maybe one of you guys will volunteer and we can give something to. No, a we'll charity. get someone. We've had a lot of people in the in the crowd raising yeah. their hands. Yeah. Um, if not, we can this donate to, to what, what do you guys think? Like the impeach Joe Biden fund? We can no, the Maui, <laughs> dude. We go to, you know, uh, Hawaii's going through a horrible thing right now. You don't get to go to Maui if you donate to Maui. No, you donate to, no. yeah, all the rebuilding that's going over there. Um, oh, Barbarian Kung Fu says, do I ask you a question? Uh, oh, and then Padico Mondial says, can I go? Do we want to give it to Padico so that Barbarian can see? Oh, David said, I'll do it. David's up. Yeah. Oh, David's David. up. All right. It is up. David, you are up. Okay. All right. All right here we go. Today's trip is a topical comedy news and a small nod to the legend, Gail Honeycutt, RIP. Please listen to all three options before making your selection. Here we go. Question number one. Justin's wish has come true. Who will be in Gen V? Is it A, The Deep, B, Philip J. Fry, or C, Ray Fry? Hmm. A little nod to Justin in this one and his love of The Deep. Interesting. Right. Only The Deep. What? <laughs> Only The Deep is a boy's character. Hmm. Yeah. I guess that that is a big clue. Alex, did Pete, are you part of trivia now? I don't know. I'm just trying to kill time. Oh, that's <laughs> nice of you. It's yeah. not killing time when we're all hanging out like friends. Oh, is this what we're huh. doing? David says, okay. What okay, that well, he's he's right. Uh, okay is right. It's the D. <laughs> a is correct. Nice I'm job, glad we David. do this part of the show. This works well. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. And what's nice is over the years it's been getting better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real improvement. As your as your patience increases, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Question number two. Dark Horse is coming out with a gothic horror western comic called Canary, written by whom? Is it A Scott Snyder, B Super French name, or C Jean Paul Dubois? Mm, 
I see. Mm. Uh, now, you know, we actually reported this news on Comic Book Club News, our daily oh, news man, podcast that drops in its own feed. So if you've been listening to that, you would know the answer to this. Um, like maybe some Pete, sort of canary in a cold mine. Maybe Ooh. Pete wrote this question as a subtle nod to set you up for that per- very particular plug. That's though. what he always does. You know what, Pete? He listens. I, Yes. Well, not that he, not just that he listens, but Pete is always somebody who's like, whatever I can do to set up you, Alex, to talk about one of our other podcasts in a coherent and cohesive way, I'm happy to do it. Yes, you are right, David. It is a thank you for saving this. Uh, All right, here we go. Question number three. In December, we were getting a Hellboy winter special called Blank. Is it A, Hellboy murders Santa and chugs a beer? B, the Yule Cat, or C, Gene Hackman? Oh, interesting. We actually reported that as well on the Comic Book Club News Podcast in its own Monday through Friday, 6 a.m., which you can also listen to ad-free at patreon.com slash comic book club. Alex, be careful. If you plug something twice, it's called an unplug. Yeah. Uh, you just oh, unplug geez. that. Don't, yeah, that. It's part of us. <laughs> Well, whatever... you're the weatherman. You're the weatherman on comic book club news. Yes, uh, whatever you want it to be, I guess would be the answer. Oh, that was smooth, man. It was Thanks. smooth. Thanks, Ben. Wow, I love this. Is the first time we've ever helped out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the confusing part it's to me. Is Alex contributing? It's yeah. Taking a while. I, I, David, you're right. B is the correct answer. <laughs> You didn't say that, but that's all right. You did, as Pete was saying it. Oh, he did say it. Okay, there we go. So congratulations, David. You have won a gift card to Midtown Comics. Shoot us an email, and we will get that to you. Pete, what is the secret movie that you're hinting at here? Of course, I was talking about the 1985 thriller Target. (laughs) What? Why? This person person died. This person, did you just watch this movie? Or did no. you just go to a Target? Who is this person? She died like last month. You know, guys, there. You know, you got, there's a lot of people that die, unfortunately. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I try to get to the, you know, everybody in a reasonable. You don't right have time. to get to everybody. You also don't have to do a tribute to a dead person. <laughs> You're right, Alex. I don't, but yet I do because I care. Oh, okay, fair nice. enough. Thank you, for you know what I care about? You know what I care about? I care about the fact that new comics are coming out all the time. What are you guys looking forward to that is coming out this week? Pete, what titles are you looking forward to? Oh, man, there's a lot of great stuff. But I also want to thank Michael Tillman for pointing out the proper way to pronounce Tarjay. Um, I'm looking uh, looking forward to uh, Hexagon Bridge, number one. Batman Gargoyle of Gotham, number one. And also Incredible Hulk, number four. Hmm. What about you, Justin? It's weird. I agree with all of Pete's picks, oddly. Uh, A couple from me. There's a couple um, interesting X books coming out uh, that we, Alex and I, will talk about, no doubt, uh, on the stack, but also in our Fall of X podcast uh, that we do. But I got to shout out Danger Street number nine by Tom. Yes, dude. Can't Uh, wait to talk to you guys about that. This is my favorite issue of the series. Sick, just like one-off issue. Great conversation and back and forth. And I'm not going to let a week go by without highlighting the Enfield Gang Massacre by Chris Conn and Jacob Phillips, my guys um, from uh, That Texas Blood. I love this book as well. Def, check it out. Uh, Alex, if I may, before uh, you start, I just wanted to say, like, 
I was talking about Incredible Hulk and Philip Kennedy Johnson is someone we had an amazing interview with. True. Uh, he talked about the, this book a little bit. Absolutely. And two that I'll give a shout out to from the world of minor threats, the alternates, number one, we really love mm. this superhero riff from Patton oh, yeah. Oswald and Jordan Bloom. Tim Seeley is coming on board for this team. new series, which very much looking forward to that from Dark Horse. And the other one is Avengers Inc. Number one, written by Al Ewing, which looks to be very interesting to talk yeah, about. A lot of Al Ewing in the stack. Yeah. A lot of Al Ewing. It's we're viewing Al Ewing. Wow. Pro, he's profession Al Ewing. That's how busy uh, he is. There we go. Well, there you all go. That is it for this week's show. There's a couple of people we want to thank. We want to thank Brian Ray for, and Lucian Brown for coming yes. on to talk about fixing flamingos. Check it out. You got to check out that 19th. book. It's crazy. Great book. <laughs> Excuse me. From Chronicle. Matt Groom for talking about Inferno Go Red. Yes, that is on amazing. Kickstarter for the nine days. Oh my God. Don't I'm die. Dying. Don't die. I'm going to make it through somehow. Winston <laughs> Gambro. Go check out ha- Haunted House oh of Love God. Story. What is your <sighs> I don't know. Haunted House of Love Story yes. in stores November 1st, but final order cutoff is the end of this week. Next week on the show, Tell about it. Steve Arena is going to be here to talk about Foulmouth and Josh Tuninga to talk about We Are Not Strangers. Scott Pilgrim versus the podcast. Our Scott Pilgrim podcast is kicking off running through the old volumes of the series as we lead up to the Netflix series. Comic Book Club News, which I already mentioned a couple of times in its own dedicated feed. Sons of a Gun, our DC podcast, Marvel Vision, our Marvel podcast, patreon.com slash book club to support the show and all the shows we do don't forget to subscribe on apple android spotify or the app of your choice at comic book live on twitter slash x comic book club live on instagram and tiktok comic book club live.com for this podcast and many more until next time we'll see you at the comic book club at the comic book con alex has con cough later uh, <laughs> thanks everybody